This is Jeff. This is Brett. And this is Brendan. And we're just talking about Star Wars all the time on the Skywalk. What's up, Move Milkers? Welcome to episode 126 of the Skywalk. In this episode, we talk about the pretty darn good batch. What? Your Star War of the Year, failbag submissions, and more. But before we do, social meteors. This is where the good Moof Milkers can find us on social media. On Apple Podcasts, search for The Skywalk. Sky is in sky and walk as in the thing you cook in, spelled W-O-K. Subscribe there. Hey, if you're feeling like the May the 4th vibes carrying over still. Hey now. Leave us a review, please. That helps other people find out about us. Spotify, same deal. The Skywalk. Disgracebook, don't use it. Sorry, Rui. Facebook.com slash The Skywalk. Twitter at The Skywalk. Instagram The Skywalk. And Jeffrey, tell us about Potomatic. Well, move Mekos. <laughs> Hold on. All right. Keeping it. Well, move milkers. And all the other social media platforms <laughs> like Stitcher, Podbean, Amazon, Google, Radio. FM Radio. Radio FM? FM Radio? No, FM Radio is like actual radio. <laughs> no I way. I don't think we're on yet. All right. So AM Radio. Nope. <laughs> and Finstagram. <laughs> of course. Warning to the Moof Milkers, uh, we have too much episode today, but you're going to love it. We got a very special guest with us. Drum roll, please. Our good pal, Brendan Nystead. Welcome back, Brendan. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Welcome, welcome. So good to have you back. And this is not the first time that we've all been on together. And yeah. Brett, he's COVID ready. He is? Well, I'm assuming he's wearing a mask. We can't see him, but you know. <laughs> I have a full Kylo Ren helmet on. There we go. It. That's what I'm talking about. It yeah, was, so he, like, it was stuck in the trash, and I, uh, you know, I pieced it back together with some red glue. <laughs> oh, nice. If there's any... Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. I can't remember the word for that, Brendan. Do you? Uh, the Kintsuki. There like we that. go. Yeah. I knew you would. See, I knew you see? would. Hey, I mean, if there's if there's uh, anyone that can live through a pandemic where you need to wear masks, it's Star Wars fans. Mm -hmm. True. Uh, really <laughs> awesome to have you back. Brendan is an occasional contributor to Wired and StarWars.com. Um, before we get into our topics for today, such as The Bad Batch mm -hmm. and your Star War of the Year, meaning you move milkers who voted on it, uh, we have some failbag submissions. Some of you wrote in commenting on our last episode uh, our first submission is from Andre, who said, fun episode, gentlemen, referring to our last episode, Return of the Jendi. Hey, like now. That, yeah. uh, fun episode, gentlemen. Thanks. I took your recommendation to finish the Clone Wars micro series. I was deeply impressed. The waking vision Anakin had in the cave was the coolest thing. And I really loved watching Mace get so hands on. So many stories told in such a beautifully animated way. It felt like a comic book that came to life. Thanks again. Guys, I'm going to throw in at this point a quick little carryover from last episode related to the Clone Wars microseries. Uh, Jeff and I, Brendan, in our last episode, we were pining for more Jendi Tartakovsky Star Wars. Can't blame you. It's good stuff. It's amazing. So how about this? A Jendi Tartakovsky High Republic microseries. Hey, now. Huh? I'm in. That sounds great. Oh, that would be awesome. That Wouldn't would be that awesome. be awesome? 
it's, it's I've already seen I've already seen the characters for High Republic. Yeah, there is a lot to do there. And <laughs> you are you saying you, like it needs the Jendi makeover? It no 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 I I didn't mean it critically. Oh okay. I just, oh, meant, I just meant like there's a lot to go on. Like yeah, I'm I'm haven't even read the the book yet. Right. But just looking at the character creations that they had, I'm 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 very interested. Absolutely, I agree, and I no, I do think they look good. I think the character design, the ship designs are really cool, mm-hmm. and Jendi would just like take it up a notch. I mean, I'd still love to see in the Obi Wan show the jousting. Oh, oh, with, with dirge, yeah, yeah. And Jeff and I came up with a very lazy solution for this, Brendan, which is that in the Obi Wan show, Deb Chow can just resort to endless flashbacks yeah for any of the things we want to see realized in, in live action yeah also are we assuming that humans age at the same rate in the star wars universe i think there's some like maybe minor discrepancy that some fans were complaining about about you and mcgregor's age compared to like how much he would have to age to reach alec guinness that's what i mean yeah, I, I think that's one of those we just have to suspend belief. Living in the desert is hard. <laughs> <laughs> that's yes, it true. Is. Why do you why do you think the Tuscan Raiders are all covered up? That's right. Protect you from that UV radiation that causes you to to you know get real wrinkly. From two suns. Exactly. I feel like Brendan Singh that Obi Wan was like every other white person in the eighties who spent too much time in the true. sun without covering up. <laughs> true. <laughs> Our next failback submission comes from Logan. He said, I've been wanting to watch the Clone Wars micro series for a while now. After hearing y'all talk about it, I'm definitely going to make time for it now. On May the 4th, I think that they will release a photo of Ewan McGregor on the set of Obi-Wan Kenobi, like they did with the Mandalorian. Nope. They did not. Sorry, Logan. We wanted that too. Or they might release a 30 second teaser trailer of Obi-Wan walking in the desert and removing his hood at the end of the teaser. Oh no. They didn't do that either. (laughs) But I'll tell you this, yeah. and this, uh, Logan, this, uh, you unwittingly segued us nicely into the next topic. News Nuggets, May the 4th edition. Dip that nugget. So we may have not gotten a look at, at Obi-Wan from the Kenobi series, but we did get a look at Diego Luna's Cassian Andor. Have either of you seen this? No. Yeah, he's rocking a great vest. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Where, where do I go to see this? Um, I feel like just Google Diego Luna Andor. Um, and this was interesting, right? Because they have to make him look younger than he was in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they need to try too hard. He doesn't seem to be aging as fast as Obi Wan. He's got a little baby face. Diego's he got really a does. he's got a baby face. He's good. So, Brandon, tell me if you agree with this. When I saw the picture of his new look, it sort of looked like if John Cusack and Zorro had a son. Ooh. Oh, okay. Okay. I can sure. see that. Yeah. I'm looking at it now. All right, Jeff, what do you think? It's He's he's in like brown tones? Yes. Yeah, okay. I like that. I like that. Wait, wait. What's that behind him? Is that just a really big hoodie? I don't know, man. There's a lot of pictures. Um, what they do, I know they, they wear these giant robes to try to cover up when they're coming in and out of these sets so that people won't post pictures. Yeah, like so this. stuff like this doesn't happen. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> But so it might just be that. Um, and what's funny about this is like, I think, um, I don't know about you, Brendan. I know Jeff and I usually try to avoid seeing this sort of thing when it comes to the movies, but I don't know why it feels a lot different with TV. I don't mind seeing this kind of thing. For, yeah. I don't think it matters for TV. There's so much more content. I feel like it's harder to ruin. 
It's right. harder to spoil it because there's always going to be some surprise. Like, you know, uh, Brett, we were at Celebration. We got the whole Mando treatment, right? We got to yeah. see, you know, what was nowhere in sight. It was Grogu. Like, they, right. they're still able to keep these secrets from us. And perhaps mm-hmm. the biggest secret of the Mandalorian, nobody knew about. So, right, like, it, how many people knew about the Luke cameo? Like, nobody. Not, I mean, even, not even the people in the show, Jeff. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. they really kept that quiet. <laughs> they had no idea. I think they were told Plo Koon was coming. Yeah, I think really? that that was, uh, you know, that sounds wait, like wait, it's... So are we, are we saying he survived Order 66? No, no, no. Just just as oh. far as Dave Filoni wanted to trick the cast into not knowing Luke Skywalker. Oh, right, right. Him. That was the, the yeah. fake name they gave him. Although, yeah, yeah. I would not be disappointed. Would not be disappointed. That would be that interesting. Would be well, did they know that Ahsoka was coming? Um... Yeah, I think so. The entire episode is like basically her episode, right? She like you can't. It's hard to hide that when she's so integral to the season, right? Yeah, and I think, um, yeah, there were and there were so many rumors. I think we knew she was coming. So, so if you think about it that way, there were plenty of rumors about Ahsoka showing up, and it was like all but confirmed by everyone. Yeah, but I felt like we didn't know for sure it was Rosario Dawson. Yeah, until but, they actually showed it. No, but you those rumors I mean? were pretty strong too. Whereas yeah. the Luke Skywalker thing, even though I kind of predicted it, um, <laughs> nobody had any solid intel. Okay, you you get forty percent credit for that, Jeff. I Benoit blanked it, baby. <laughs> I was like, I just follow the trajectory. I can't even do that CSI KFC accent, but like, I just tried to follow the logical trajectory. I presented mm-hmm. that as yeah. a, a possibility okay. that he could show up. That it. Would would make sense uh, according to the timeline and where everybody's at. But um, Luke, Luke okay. Skywalker is a donut hole, I guess. Yes, yes. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, next news nugget. Now, Jeff, last episode we tried to predict what would be revealed on May 4th, and I feel like the only person I know of on earth that was right about this was you. Because Jeff said we would get some big news about the new hotel at Galaxy's Edge. The reason I'm silent right now is because I'm just soaking all of this. In. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, Brett, I, I'm probably what one four thousand right now. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I got to take my wins where I can get them, dude. Three for a thousand. Three four thousand. Yeah. You know, so like for this one to be so spot on, because I mean, I knew this was coming. Like I've been asking for this over and over and over. For like years, dude. Like (laughs) as soon as they came out with those first photos of, you know, a truly immersive, because I don't think anybody else can do this. Right. This right. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Like. And and I will say the thing that they revealed, right, that so they revealed um, a picture, actually sort of like a like a video simulation of this bar. Yeah, this yeah. luxuriant bar that has a screen in the back, but that is supposed to be a window out into the, into, into outer space. space. Right. Yeah. And they said something like 37 different ships from Star Wars will fly by at any given time. Like Crazy. that was when I started. I think that's the first time I've seen something. And maybe it's the first thing we've actually seen in motion, right? Where you really get a feel for how immersive that could be. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to feel like you're in a ship. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there's this sort of ambient noise and well, rumbling. Dude, just when they show the hallways, yeah. Did you, I mean, did you see the piping in the hallways? Yep. Like, it's crazy. Like they yep. they have thought of everything, and mm-hmm. you know, there's very few places on this earth where you can change your character and say, "This is who I am," right? And and then everybody around you says, "Okay, we're gonna go with that." 
So Jeff, let's get into that for a sec, okay? Okay. Um, because you know, talking about this hotel, uh, Jeff, do you like pudding? Absolutely. Because they're putting together a crew. Oh snap! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm All sorry. Right, let, let me let me call let me qualify that. First of all, I love that joke because it's a dad joke. <laughs> I think I'm I'm laughing more that you guys actually laughed. <laughs> No, no. See, see, dude, my entire sense of humor, humor has changed in the okay. past year. You're a dad. I'm all about it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, Jeff, I just like any joke that has to do with pudding. Yeah. I mean, go back and watch the state in the 90s. Hashtag Lana. That one's for you. Ooh. Um, Jeff, so no joke. The Disney Careers website. Oh, this was a surprise addition to the agenda, by the way, guys. I was hiding this one from you like Luke Skywalker's reveal on The Mandalorian. Hey. Uh, the Disney Careers website is listing a number of performer roles for the upcoming Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser experience at Walt Disney World. Brett, we have a shot. They're casting this story right now. Oh, man. So I'll just tell you the listings real quick, right? This is so what they, I'm talking about. They have, they're casting Ray. Wow. Another, another Ray. Okay. They're casting right. Kylo. Okay. So you got those two. Um, the captain of the ship, mm-hmm. the cruise director. Like who wouldn't want that? Jeff, I feel like you, that's the one for you. Maybe. Uh, ship mechanic. I only only if I get to play Sabacc. But go ahead. Uh, oh, I don't know. Maybe if you're the captain, like you're, you have to be responsible. The, no, no, no. The All house right, we'll find another wins. role for you. The captain gets to marry people too, right? Yes. Oh, dude, that would be awesome. Star Wars, Wars wedding. See? <laughs> right. Can you imagine it? Weddings in the Star Cruiser. Wow. Oh, dude, wow. you, know, you know people are going to do it. And for the price you're going to have to pay to stay there, you might as well. Yep, you might as well. And that's like a destination wedding that your friends will actually thank you for. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's also the fixer. Brendan, I'm thinking, knowing what you do in your spare time. Yeah, I'm into it. I, 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 I would want to be like a bumbling fixer, though. I would want to like screw something up. I've got like a panel <laughs> off the wall. All of a sudden, a bunch of stuff leaks out. It's, there's okay, there's okay. vapors everywhere. I, you know, I'm dirty from head to toe. I'm, you know, leaving footprints on the pristine floor and a mouse yep. droid is mopping them up behind me. Yeah, yeah I was, yeah. was going to say, how many mouse droids do you have? <laughs> you got to have two. Brendan is definitely sounding like a character from Resistance. <laughs> a little bit yeah yeah right? a little bit yeah I, I you know so speaking of here here's okay here's what they should do for the kickoff of this thing mm. cast actual famous people okay now Ooh. D- dream let's dream big okay okay get adam driver and daisy ridley yeah. to you know resume their roles as ray and kylo but then you get like bobby moynihan to play the bumbling fixer well no we'll have Ooh. brendan do that but bobby moynihan play a role you know people would pay a lot of money to have adam driver like tell them sternly and to do something and yell at oh them, yes like, you would. yes right this, that would be <laughs> like and here's the thing my, my thing is this how many actors could you get who are like totally has-beens but would love to be a part of this. You know what I'm saying? So like, I mean, actual famous people, but but not people from Star Wars and get them to do stuff. Jeff, I feel like you're describing Nick Nolte before. Yes, I before am. Before he was in The Mandalorian. His resur- Dude, he, he's had a total resurgence. I know. Because of The Mandalorian. I'm telling you. Um, other roles are the a first order lieutenant, a mm. saber trainer. Not that, okay. First time cruiser. This sounds like a really fun role. Seeking a youthful and friendly actor slash guitarist slash singer. What? <laughs> what? I just realized who this should be. Jeff, this should be our friend Jorge. Dude. Totally fits him. 
Anyways, um, with strong improvis improvisational acting abilities to portray the first time cruiser, <laughs> character portrayed as a Togruten, Togruten, right? Is that how you say it? Togruten. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who aspires to be more than the alien next door. Oh, I don't know. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Oh, yes, he can. Okay. Is this now, guy going to come to your quarters and, like, I'm worried. play Wonderwall? Like, what's, I, what's going on here? So, I, I think you're going to meet him at the bar, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I, hadn't, I didn't read ahead on this one. Jeff, listen to this. This hopeless romantic. Oh, yeah is a friendly and earnest musician who, who happily serenades his fellow guests as he aspires to impress the galactic superstar. Um, so he might be a poor man's Lando. Uh, yeah. Or, a, yeah. you know, more of a, more of a groupie type, like a fanboy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, they're going to have such a hard time finding one of those. Um, Which, and, you know, gets back to, like, how, how is it that none of these rebels are actually famous? Well, it depends on who you ask, because Ray right. seems to know who everybody is. That's true. So I, I think it's weird. Like, it's only certain pockets of people know who, you know, like everybody should know who Leia is, right? Right. You would think. She's been, she's probably on TV a lot, I'd imagine. Yeah. Um, Brendan, I, I have a I have a theory on this stuff. Uh, it's the same. It's the same thing. Not a theory. An observation, like like Grand Admiral Thrawn, how he always knows too much. <laughs> it's because he's talking to the writer of the show. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's true. Very you good know point. what I mean? It's like when somebody is like too much, you know, they just know too much. <laughs> and lastly, the galactic superstar, which is, I don't know, actor, vocalist, a Twi'lek who commands respect and flame roses at her feet. Now, guys, I got a little mm, complaint here. This is a little too close to Fifth Element for me. That's exactly what I was thinking, too. Yeah, it's, that's it's the yeah. diva Palo Laguna. Yeah, yeah huh. same thing. I want to know who the Ruby Rod of uh, Galactic Star Cruiser is going to be. <laughs> oh, the first, that's the first time cruiser. There you go. The, yes. the swooning, crooning guy that's, you know. <laughs> oh, wow. Fa that, fabulous outfits. Mm -hmm. Fabulous, right. That makes sense now. Okay. So now, Brendan... I, I, sh I probably forgot to mention that the last time Brendan was on the show was episode 88, all mm. about Galaxy's Edge, because Brendan had the wonderful write-up for Wired, uh, pretty much just previewing Galaxy's Edge for everyone. And we talked about the the sort of role-playing experience, Brendan, that you had at Galaxy's Edge. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like it's going to be the same way here at the hotel at the... Star Cruiser. Star Cruiser. I think that this is probably going to be an even better experience because uh, you... The people, it seems like more of the people in this are going to be actors and mm -hmm. actually very few of the performer of the cast members in Galaxy's Edge are actors. They're just given like a little bit of stuff to do that you can interact with. So this, right. I think this experience is going to be even deeper and better if you're into that kind of a thing. It seems like it's a scale issue too, right? Where like Galaxy's Edge can funnel in thousands of people a day. Mm -hmm. And this sounds like, do we have any ideas what the numbers will be on how many people are staying at this place at a given it's time? A, no, I haven't seen anybody try and guess either the no you know, capacity numbers. Or... Yeah, I've seen I've seen the the building in like you know drone footage or whatever, and it's actually pretty small compared to a lot of the other, the other hotels. So it can't be that yeah, big. Yeah. So it sounds pretty exclusive. Okay, here's another prediction, guys. Knives Out Three, which Ryan Johnson just locked in for with Netflix. It'll be a murder that takes place at the Star Wars Galactic <laughs> <laughs> And that'll be the Star Wars trilogy, too. So I've got a prediction, guys. Okay. For the Star Cruiser, everyone gets a chain code. <gasps> what? 
Oh, oh, Jeff. So, um, okay. Question is are chain codes a thing in star Wars beyond the bad batch episode two, which Brendan hasn't watched yet, but that's not like a big spoiler. I, chain codes are definitely mentioned in okay. the other movies. Okay. So, so I mean, it's, it's, it's a real thing, but typically they only talk about the officers having chain codes. I didn't uh, realize, okay. I didn't realize that every single person in the universe has a chain, has a chain code or at least, you know, under the empire, you know? under the empire, they're mm -hmm. now supposed to, right. Unless you want to go rogue. Hey now. So Jeff, this whole, uh, galactic star cruiser thing, are you dipping it or flipping it? I'm triple dipping. <laughs> That's, that is how amazing and awesome this could be. The, the problem is there's so much potential in this nugget. <laughs> that I don't, I don't even, I, I, I am, I have trepidation in even taking the first bite. Mm -hmm. Brett, but I am triple dipping it. Wow. <laughs> oh, this this thing is on fire, man. Jeff, is this your deepest dip of all time? It's the deepest dip of all time. <laughs> and I mean, like you have to you have to dip it in, savor it. Jeff, well, I mean, it is going to be so exclusive that I think it genuinely will be like a once in a lifetime experience. Once in a lifetime nugget, man. You got to savor that, baby. So jumping off of Jeff's prediction about chain codes. Let's talk about the Bad Batch, or as I'm calling it, the pretty darn good batch, because I thought the first episode was absolutely fantastic. Brendan, what did you think of the first episode of The Bad Batch? Well, I watched it. I finally got a chance to watch it today, and I was pretty impressed. I had stayed away from any of the trailers. I didn't really know kind of where they were setting the show. It was a little bit of a mystery to me, and to have like this thing kick off and Order 66 happens like almost immediately, yep. I was hooked from that point on. I was like, okay, Dramatically, this is a fantastic place to set the story because now we're in this weird transition period that everybody's kind of wondered about, like, what happened to the clones? Why did they get replaced with conscripts? Like, and then they literally have Tarkin in there, like, you know, being like, well, y'all made a deal with the Republic. That doesn't exist anymore. And we don't know you like. Love that. That, that was just like so cool. And didn't he basically say that stormtroopers are cheaper? Yeah, you can conscript people for, for less money than having to grow them, I guess, which right. I guess makes sense. The most believable thing ever in Star Wars is that they just want to hire people who will work cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> I, dude, if he's making a Death Star, of course. Yeah. Right? I mean, why are you going to pay for that thing? Yeah. <laughs> you need savings somewhere. Um, I agree. I thought, I thought it was awesome. I wasn't expecting to see Caleb Doom. At the beginning of the episode, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. Kanan Jarrus. Very cool to see, but not surprised. You weren't surprised? No. Only only because they showed they showed Caleb in the Clone Wars final season. Oh, did they? Yes. I Isn't he like a hologram, though? You don't you don't hear him speak. No. So I, I was so what I was shocked about was that they got the same voice actor. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, and I thought that was really uh, Freddie cool. Prince Jr. Now, a lot of people were complaining about that. I I did think it was funny. But I'm not going to complain about it. I mean, he did sound like a 40-year-old man. Yeah. In the body but it was of funny. A, yeah, it was like a 10-year-old kid. But um, <laughs> but at least you know it's the same person. But that was great. I thought that whole the whole beginning sequence was just beautiful. And I think if there if there was something I didn't like about the Bad Batch as a group, their their episodes of the Clone Wars is that they were kind of gray. And I mean, I know there are people that really love the gritty thing. Um, that's not really my thing. So that's just a personal taste thing. But even in the trailers, you know, you could see that this was going to be a very colorful show. I got really excited seeing prequel locations in, mm -hmm. you know, in there more than I thought they would be. 
Um, so I love that too. I love Omega. Yeah. I thought she was an awesome yeah. character. She wasn't like an annoying little kid. Nope. And and the other thing was Onderon, like seeing the planet. Now that was cool. It looked fantastic. And Peak Sagarera looks even more fantastic. I like how their uh, the vo- the voice actor you know blended in more of uh, uh, Forrest Whitaker's performance into the voice. It was yeah. nice. To, it was nice yes. to hear that. You see the younger Saw, and you hear hints of the older Saw in there. Yeah, we've talked before about how you know, like on Rebels, they continued season after season to improve the character design. And I think we see that with Sagarera. Like every time we see him, he looks a little cooler. Mm-hmm. Now, um, do you guys think that that was a cameo or that he's going to have a significant part? I think he'll be back. Yeah, I think he'll be back. Because I, I'm wondering if they're going to lead to the part where he loses his legs. Oh. Mm. Will it get that dark, Jeff? I, I think you're... I, it's Star Wars. People, lead, people lose limbs all the time. It's that's, just what that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Um, Jeff, are you are you going to go on record and make that a guarantee? Uh, no, that um, I don't think that's a guarantee. I because I'm not sure they will let Clone Wars get that dark. Right. Yeah. Maybe. You know not. what I mean? Like yeah. even I've I think they've shown decapitations before, but it's they don't actually show it. Like it's always like a you know flash away moment. Right. Right. Um. So I I don't know I don't know I don't think they can get that dark on. Clones. I don't know, man. This is also the show where Sice Noodles kills Zero the Hut in cold blood. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, it's it's True. a crazy show. Didn't see that one coming. Nope. Here's what our pal Soapy had to say about the Bad Batch episode one. Really, Jeff, Soapy saw it. Okay. Brendan, you may not know this. Soapy is a good friend of ours who actually was one of the very small crew of people that watched The Force Awakens together for the first time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, Soapy wrote, it's like a gunshot blast of plot right in the kisser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's such a good quote. And it's true. Uh, moving on to episode two of The Bad Batch. We're not going to talk about this too much. Brendan, something else uh, Jeff and I predicted was that the first episode would be pretty darn awesome. And then maybe you'd get some slow times. Some um, jump off. Jeff, I'm being nicer than what you said earlier off air. But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought this one was okay. It was slower. I'm, keep, I'm trying to keep it PG. Yeah, Jeff's, keep, <laughs> Jeff's keeping it positive. It, it was a little slower. All right, well, look, look, I'll just put it this way. I, I am disappointed um, at the development of Omega's character. I, I think that's going to be another one of those slow, bur- slow burns where, you know, just like with Grogu, we get his backstory much, much later on. Yeah. I think that they might do that with Omega, where okay. we don't figure out for real who Omega is until, you know, like second to last episode of the season. Yeah, Jeff. And the thing with the Bad Batch, you know, obviously there's a lot more episodes um, than there are in these other shows. Um, I don't know how, exactly how many it's going to be in the first season, but, you know, so there's plenty of time to rectify this. There are going to be episodes that we don't like as as much as others. And, uh, and there's always someone who likes it more. So that's kind of good. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of that... We come to our topic of the day, which is Star Wars of the Year. (laughs) 
So we have decided on the Skywalk that the uh, the year for us Star Wars fans goes from May 4th to May 3rd of the following year. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> why shouldn't it? So Star Wars of the year as voted on by the Moof Milkers. And of course, Jeff and I and Brendan will all weigh in at the end too. But we got a lot of great submissions on Twitter and on Facebook. And crap, I hope nobody sent anything on Instagram because I forgot to check it. Uh-oh. But thank, thank you, listeners. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for these because... Uh, this is just great. So here's what the Moof Milkers wrote. This is from Jeff Fishbach on Twitter. Seeing that I'm not really a reader, nor am I a gamer, it would have to be the entire season two of The Mandalorian. Wow. And guys, I'm going to spoil it right here. A lot of people said that. Okay. All right. So I think that's the clear winner. Boy, I guess I'm not good at this because I should probably have saved that for the end. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully people keep listening. Don't you want to know who came in second? Um, Rui on Twitter, our dear pal. Can we just say Rui's our favorite move milker, Jeff? He's definitely up there. Uh, Rui said, Mando, Mando, Mando. And Bill Burr shooting Imperial Officer in the Officer's Mess Hall. And Baby Yoda eating eggs. And giant space spiders. And Ahsoka. And Boba is back. And Robot Abs. And Frog Lady. (laughs) Oh, and Baby Yoda stealing macarons. Hey, now. I just want to add a note. I think he's referring to... I think he meant macaroons, right? No. So, uh, Brendan, do you know about this? I I, I didn't realize, and thank the Lord for the Mandalorian for teaching us this. (laughs) There are two different types of cookies. My bad. (laughs) Whose spelling is remarkably similar. There's macaroons and macarons. Yeah, macaron is like the little sandwich guy. And then macaroon is like the coconut guy, right? Oh. Yeah. So Rui's correct, right? Macaron is the yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is right. And it and it sounds it sounds French, and Rui's from Canada, so it all checks out. It all makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the investigative yeah, <laughs> investigative yeah. work there. Case closed. <laughs> uh, from Facebook, Dustin Kincaid said uh, he put in a Palpatine meme and said all of them. <laughs> I appreciate the sentiment, Just, uh, Dustin. I mean, hey. you know, you love it all. You love it all. Uh, this one's from Jonathan Campbell. Another Mando 2 entry. He says, Bill Burr's amazing acting and Ahsoka. Mm. With a big old exclamation mark. There we go. Hard to argue that. Logan Evers, our pal on Facebook, said, uh, actually, he voted for three things. You guys are going to like this. Logan, thank you. The Mandalorian Season 2, specifically chapters 9, 11, 12, 13, and 16. Wow. <laughs> Very specific, Logan. Thank you. Um, I think I'd bore people if I tried to... Okay, so so 9 is the first episode of Season 2. Like, I totally... I mean, that's... Okay. That was that, great. That was, was awesome. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's that going by awesome. chapter, not by chapter. episode number. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, Interesting. Right. So not episode okay. 9. Right, right. Okay. And chapter 16 is the very last one. Wow, strange. So he didn't vote for the second to last, the penultimate episode. Interesting. Interesting. Um, he also voted for the Clone Wars season seven, the last four episodes. Yep. That one is near and dear to my heart because that final arc, we talked about it on the show at they that, did it right, at that yeah. time. And they I just finished right. rewatching it again. Yeah. So good. Wait, you just finished rewatching it too? Yes. I, I just finished rewatching it yesterday. That arc, like you put that yeah. with, you know, I, I think we were talking last time, Jeff, about how, the, you know, the micro series to me is up there with any of the films, mm-hmm. like in its entirety, you know, it's a two hour thing together. in total. Yeah. Yeah. If you put it all together, to me, that's up there with any prequel. And I feel kind of the same way about that final arc of Clone Wars season seven. 
Yeah. You could just pop it in anytime, rewatch it like a movie, and it's amazing. And I still want Disney Plus to do that. Like, give us that thing as a movie without the breaks at all. I don't even no. want to click watch next episode. I just want to string it all together. Just put it Just put it as one movie. I was going to make a Filoni cut joke, but I don't know if that's in good taste. <laughs> <laughs> yes, release the Filoni cut. Um, and here's his third option, and clearly the best one. Logan says, also, new episodes of The Skywalk. Every episode has been amazing. Okay, yeah, you're right. He's the best. Yeah, he's the best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can't argue that. Uh, awesome. Ra- awesome. Ryan Morrison with, again, another vote for The Mandalorian. The Dark Troopers in The Mandalorian. Oh, now that was pretty good. He says, I grew up playing Dark Forces, so to see them finally made canon was everything. It meant more to me than Luke showing up. Wow. I think that's awesome. That's deep. Andre, our pal Andre said, a tie between two chapters of Mando. Chapter 13, The Jedi, the Ahsoka Sode, and chapter 15, The Believer, which is my second favorite maybe of the season. He says, I couldn't have hoped for a better live action Ahsoka and the storytelling was very good. The Believer, however, had some of the best dialogue in the show to date and the redemption of Migs Mayfeld was well done. Yeah, that's accurate. All right. Connor, Connor is going to throw us a change up. Uh-oh. Connor Chiquiti from the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics. Great dude. Is he the knuckleballer of the group? He's the knuckleball, but I love Tim Wakefield. He said, High Republic easily. Easily? Does anyone... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold up. <laughs> I'm not laughing at his comment. I was just about to say, does anyone have any objection to this? And Jeff, <laughs> and Jeff voiced his before I could say it. So Jeff, I think for you to become a believer, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's going to take seeing some of this stuff all come together in live action in some way. Or even in an animated, you know, when Jendi gets his High Republic micro series, then maybe you'll feel differently. Maybe. But um, I, I appreciate, I say, I, I really love this answer because I am pretty invested in High Republic. I've read the first two books. I'm working on a third one. And I've read all the comics to this point, And it's all been very good. And I, you know, it's a whole sort of integrated effort, right? So I think that's what you have to look at. And, and, and maybe Jeff, your reaction is because we've barely scratched the surface. You know, I think if I know I would be more excited if we had toys, even I would, I would be much more excited. I'm disappointed. If there's one disappointment I have over the last year, so we haven't gotten a single high Republic toy, but I think as we get further in, we're going to appreciate it more and more, um, the more content that we get, but just seeing the world they created and it's so interconnected. So Bringing that all back to Connor's comment, I I can't disagree, but I think that's a very worthy choice. Joseph Williams says Mando season two and High Republic. So that's two votes for High Republic. All right. All right. Jake Riley says Mando season two and The Clone Wars Siege of Mandalore. So he actually gave us the name of the arc that we keep talking about without actually saying the name. Anthony Cohen, season two of The Mandalorian, further cementing its place at the top of the list. Matthew Callan says, I'm glad they did the season seven ending of the Clone Wars. So I think, again, that we can put that one for the Siege of Mandalore as well. So the final tally is Mandalorian season two is the clear winner of Star Wars of the Mm. year with uh, the Siege of Mandalore a close second. 
And the Skywalk barely lost to the High Republic. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brandon, what would be your Star Wars of the year based on um, what you heard? I I generally agree with the Mandalorian people, but I got to narrow it down. And I think that it's chapter nine for me. Um, okay. I just thought that it was the whole story on Tatooine and getting to know like the Tusken Raiders a lot mm-hmm. better and get to get to like engage with their culture in a way that's not adversarial Yep. Um, and having, you know, it's it's a classic Western format and it's just a little, it's a perfect little like 45 minute story. It's self-contained. It doesn't need to hook up to anything else. The gunslinger wanders into town. There's a problem. They get a bunch of people together and they fix the problem together. I thought it was phenomenal. Yes. And Cobb Vanth. Cobb Vanth rules. Yeah. Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> Man. Man. So Brandon, now that you say it, that is the Star Wars I watched most this year. Yeah, I've probably watched it three times. It was just so nice. It was just like this this perfect little like uh, piece of Star Wars right. that I could enjoy. And it didn't need to mean anything to any of the other media, but it meant a lot to me because it had good like Tatooine vibes. It deepened some things that we've always wondered about a little bit. We get to see the crate Dragon finally. Super cool. We get to live with the Tusken Raiders and we get to, you know, we get to experience kind of their humanity a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just really awesome stuff. Yep. And just seeing, like, to me, we've talked before how John Favreau and Dave Filoni are, like, two big kids playing with their toys. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's the sort of thing I dreamed of as a kid. Like, wow, what would another settlement on Tatooine be like? Yeah. You know, and it, and it's it's similar to everything else on Tatooine, but it's sort of got a slightly different style. And mm-hmm. man, that's just the stuff that I love. Combination spaghetti western with tremors. Exactly. I loved it. Yes, tremors. It. So much tremors to yeah. that episode. <laughs> man, it's just so amazing. And you have the the Boba cameo at the very end, which yeah. is just yep. such a stunningly beautiful shot. We had no idea what was to come. Legendary. The, the cool stuff that was gonna happen. Right. Right. Well, that that leads into my Star Wars of the Year. Jeff, what is your Star Wars of the Year? My Star Wars of the Year is a combination of chapter 13 and 14. Is that legal? I believe so. <laughs> I believe so. We will make it legal. We will. We will. Oh, Jeff, there's a clause that if you if you call that an arc, then it then it counts. Then it's to, legit. to me, it's the <laughs> Here, I'll come up with the name. It's the Ahsoka, you know, Grogu calling out in the Force arc. Okay. So it's it's oh. it's it's where we find out Grogu's name, right? Because yep. that's yep. where Ahsoka's like, um, yeah, of course his name is Grogu. Can't didn't you know that? Like, I know it. It's so funny. Um, so to to me, I mean, to me, Ahsoka was just amazing. Like the way they did that, it was it was everything I expected it would be. Right. Um, and better. Especially yeah. the fight scenes, the one where she's fighting um the person that oh, she fights um, at the end. She's a magistrate. Magistrate? Some kind of former Imperial, right? Yeah, yeah. She's Imperial something. Yeah. Yep. But she has the, the Beskar spear and you know, yes. just the the whole idea of that, right? And so she's able to hold her own pretty well. Um, until finally Ahsoka's like, no, 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 this is my fight. We're doing this. Right. And, you know, the the, the Grand Admiral Thrawn um, reveal, you oh, know, a, as as far as you know, the fact that she's actually still looking for Ezra Bridger. So, the the reason this was my Star Wars of the year is because they tied in Rebels, they tied in um, the Old Republic, the game. 
So Tython, dude, the backstory on the, on that alone, but just the fact that they made that legitimate. Yeah. I mean, that's like a whole dude. This is like a whole story within the old Republic that you play and it is awesome. But the fact that they put this into the show, yep. I was like, oh, okay, we're good. Yep. Well, you know, we should just nickname John Favreau the Recanonizer. Yeah, you know, because he just brought so many beloved things from Legends back into canon. Yeah. So, so again, both to me, both those episodes really, really good. Um, th- that was my Star Wars moment. But what, what about you, Brett? Um, man, this is such a like this is genuinely a super tough call, and I have I don't know my answer. Can I say Can I say the micro series again, or does that not count? No, no, Lifetime Achievement Award, Lifetime Achievement Award for yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> there you go for the Star Wars uh, Clone Wars micro series. Um, here's how I'm gonna decide. I absolutely adore the High Republic, and I I just absolutely love to death the Siege of Mandalore, but. The thing that puts Mando season two over the top for me, and if I did have to narrow it down, it would be the same thing Brendan said, uh, chapter nine. Um, But the season as a whole, because to me, this is the only thing of everything that's come out this year that is a family event. And I I think everything you guys said contributes to that fact that like people who are more casual Star Wars fans were like, we're dying to watch this show every week. Mm-hmm. So, the, Jeff, the episode you mentioned with Ahsoka, I watched with our friend John, who loves Star Wars. He's come with us, I think, to watch every movie in the theater. Yeah, he has. Yes. Um, not quite as intense as us, though, but was absolutely flabbergasted by that episode. So we actually watched it together over uh, over Zoom, I think. And he was just oh, like, and that's when I called you, right? Yeah. And then you called me immediately. I mean, when else does this happen? Right. So, I mean, granted, not fair to the High Republic because nobody does that with books. You know, everybody's <laughs> reading it at different times, you yeah, know, yeah. but uh, we're all watching that at the same time and like calling each other like, holy crap, that was amazing. And, and like that was his reaction was like, this is one of the best things I've ever seen of a Jedi in action. And to be able to do that and yeah, for for them to be able to bring these characters in whether it's from legends or stuff that is canon, but was only animated before. Um, and to just realize them so well in live action. And, you know, again, like I've, Jeff, I've talked to you before about my wife and kid who are, you know, nowhere nearly as fanatical as we are about Star Wars, but right. they were just like, all right, can we watch it? Yeah, yet? let's, let's, let's watch it. Yeah. So <laughs> you, I think you remember that time Layla was like, yeah, um, Dad, I'm gonna go watch it. I don't care what you're doing. Yes, and we can watch, we, we can watch it again with you. But yeah. we're me, me and Mom are gonna watch this first. Yeah, I mean that might have been the only time I ever had to ground her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that and I, and I even think about uh, chapter ten, like the second episode. I would just I was floored. I know a lot of people didn't love the um, the giant spider creature thing. I didn't I didn't totally love that, but everything about that episode was absolutely stunning. I think it was. Uh, between that one and the crate dragon episode, like the best effects you'll ever see. And I mean, for TV, but they rival anything that we've seen in film as well. So it's just, I think it's a remarkable accomplishment. Um, before we go, uh, I have one recommendation and then I'm curious to see if either of you have any recommendations. My recommendation is, uh, what both of you are seeing behind me, the art of galaxy's edge. Nice. This book is absolutely stunning i think i'm going to start fan clubs for three or four of the artists in there because they're just so amazing some of the stuff where you know you're seeing when they were just creating this world 
It is absolutely amazing. And dare I say, better than the Art of the Mandalorian book? What? Wow. That's how I feel. Yeah. Brendan, do you have any recommendations? I do. It's a little uh, a little bit of a deep cut. I think that it flew under the radar for people on May the 4th. I'm going to recommend Star Wars Biomes. Oh, Ooh, OK. Okay. All right. I did see that. Now, is this the one where they do like for the Moof Milkers who haven't seen it? This is the flyovers of different planets and locations. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. chill. Yeah, yeah. It's chill. It's like, you know, less than 20 minutes long. Doesn't really have a whole lot of music to speak of. And you're just kind of flying over Mustafar, flying over Tatooine. Yeah. Hoth. My like, it's pretty cool. Saver. Exactly. Jeff, how about you? Um, my recommendation, uh, similar vein. But it's the art of uh, from the May the 4th celebration. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, to me, I thought the art of was was awesome. Like, Jeff, they, can you they, explain what you're talking about for the movement? So on Disney Plus, they redid um, all of the signage for all of the um, Star Wars movies. Yep. Um, and they highlight different artists uh, mm-hmm. uh, for each one. And each one of those artists has their own separate page of Amazon memorabilia that you can buy based on that art and oh so, really yes neat yes i didn't know so, that oh so, i didn't find that oh and just to, jeff just to clarify for the movement group, so this is like yeah. basically the banner images you see on yes. disney plus yeah yeah right for each so, thing yeah that's that's the word i was looking for so it's all of the banners have changed the phantom menace one is dope yes all of them were all of them great my my favorite was the clone wars and also the mandalorian and the only thing that's missing is i wish they were um selling the poster uh, relate or posters or oh, you know framed yeah. posters for, for for some of these things because nice. I I would totally get that. Brendan, thank you so much for being on. Of course, my pleasure. And especially Brendan for getting on with the humongous time difference that we have over here. So we appreciate you yes. taking time out of your day yes. to be on the Scottwalk. <laughs> Jeff, should we should we tell people what our next episode will be? Yes, we should. Now, granted. Things happen. Yeah. But our current plan is for our next episode to be Solobration. Hey, now. Celebrating the third anniversary of a film that I have come to love deeply. And that I like more every time I see it. Solo, a Star Wars story. So that'll be our next episode. Please, Move Milkers, tell us what you love about Solo, a Star Wars story. And if you have to say something critical, I guess that's fine, too. Uh, But we're definitely going to favor the positive comments and we're going to celebrate all things solo on our next episode, as well as whatever news breaks between now and then. This is Jeff. This is Brett. And this is Brendan. And we're just talking about Star Wars all the time on the Skywalk.